This is episode 25 of More BS, and I have a special treat. We have a special treat for you all today. Uh, We have Sean McCoy here from uh, the Come to the Table podcast. Uh, How are you doing, Sean? Doing well, brother. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Uh, We do have Brock here, of course. Say what's up, Brock. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Um, I'm going to let Sean explain kind of uh, what his podcast is and what it's about. And uh, yeah, what's up, man? So, so, you know, Royce, let's appreciate the invite. You know, Royce and I go back, I don't know how many, quite a few years now with the church together. Your brother, great friend of mine, your sister-in-law. And so I've I've known you and your folks for a while. So I definitely appreciate this uh, chance to come on in the invite. But my 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 podcast is really... Yeah, which are, yeah, exactly. And uh, and I know her her parents and all that stuff. So yeah, there's a there's definitely a connection there. And, and really to be honest, uh, I just hit my first year, just over a year actually I've been doing mine, 56 or 57 episodes in. And really it started for me probably 10 or 15 years ago, um, right after the 2000 election where I just felt like you know there's always been people that have differences of opinion and and people that uh, think differently and and typically you used to be able to have somewhat of a discussion around it was still respectful and still and maybe even an opportunity to change your mind about something or just challenge and still respect the other side and I just felt like you know leading up especially into the 2016 election that it just became such vitriol and division and you know and I came into my faith uh, 12 years ago uh, and and then the other part of it is seeing just the way that Christianity portrays itself, not, not even the way that it's being portrayed, but the way that a lot of people portray uh, their faith and our, and our, you know, my faith and, and, and those that have the same faith in such a negative, I think, division, you know, divisive way that I just don't feel is, is in conjunction with the gospel. And so I just decided, you know, you can sit on the sidelines and piss and moan about it, yeah. or you can get in there and try to, and try to be You're freaking dirty. Um, right. And just, and just, and, and for me, around the podcasting idea was just a chance to have conversations around the stuff that everybody says you shouldn't talk about, you know, right. politics, religion, sex, spirituality, whatever. I mean, I've had, uh, I've, had I've had people on talking about, yeah, yeah, about suicide. <laughs> I just told you I have a lady coming on my show uh, who's, a, who's a stripper. Um, I have a, another lady who's a professional model. I've, I've had, uh, like I had my stepbrother on who's gay. Brock, I wish I could him. have seen your face after when he just said that, like who <laughs> that he's bringing a stripper on to his I told you, you man, seen... this is going to be a little bit difficult. I'm kind of uh, <laughs> incognito over here. I get, to hide, I get to hide my shock face every once in a while. No, that wasn't well, a shock should... face, man. No, I like I like where that's going. I like hearing yeah, about Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... That is kind of how I, uh, how I explained his podcast was just like, it's a raw religious podcast. There's it's, it's no holds bar. I mean, let's not get too off the rails. We're not going to start yelling at each other. Uh, it, it's just accepting the other person, just kind of hearing the other person out on, on what they think about certain topics and, and, and certain things. And yeah. you do happen to get some religious questions, whether the person is religious yeah. or not. So, um, and, you know, like I, I had on a lady, I had a guy on who's a atheist, vegan, liberal, <laughs> and that was his vegan you know, liberal. Yeah. I mean, three things that, that I am not real, you know, I haven't been real. I mean, I was agnostic for years, but, um, did you invite so, him? Hunting? But we had, a uh, <laughs> well, you know, part of, part of the conversation winner, you know, he explained why he was a vegan and right. to be honest, as somebody who's never even come close to being a vegan, his his reasons weren't un they weren't ridiculous if you just listen. Yeah. And that's yeah. the real thing of it. If you just take a minute, just listen to what they say. 
Yeah. Most people aren't complete wackos. Right. No, I, I completely I like agree. That. Um, yeah, I know. I it's such a I, I just love it. Well, it's I mean, refreshing. I heard, yes, it's extremely refreshing. Um, we always get sorry, Royce. We always no, seem to get that caught in the uh I feel sometimes even as adults we get caught in the Sunday school type mentality, you know, where make sure you get to class and read your Bible stories without you know, at that age, you know, it's not, I don't, you know, I don't feel like it's about developing repetitions, but it's about understanding the surface of what the material is and getting to be in the adult years that we're at that. It's not that it doesn't answer my questions anymore is that that's not enough for the depth of what I feel in my soul for where it comes from. Right. And so I, and, but it does seem like there are there are few outlets right now to have a real conversation like that. And and that could be because I haven't been reaching out, you know, for certain outlets like that. But it is that's that's my point is it's refreshing to hear that there is a channel or an avenue for, you know, a very realistic human conversation about these these things that are a lot of times beyond our grasp. Right. I, well, I and I appreciate you sure. saying that because that's yeah, I mean, I appreciate because that's really and then that's the paradox. It's not even around. Look, you can argue the science of it and the data of it, and I've been down that road for years. But the other side of it that's really the most difficult for people to 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 swallow is the lack of humanity, and just basic compassion and decency for things. And that's and that, in, in my experience, is what I love about the gospel, what I love about the message of the cross, and uh, how I, what I see Jesus telling us to do is 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 to go in love. And that sounds hoity-toity, and it makes you feel oh, you know, but it's. It's that compassion. I think in, in terms, of, and if you look at what you look at the stuff, you guys, I mean, look at the sports world, and watch after a after a game, the guys that go and they just, I mean, there's that love they have for each other. There's there's that respect they have for each other. There's all of all kinds, and all come from different ways, and they leave it out there, and they, and that's what I love about sports. I mean, what a what a beautiful metaphor for that. Yeah. It really allows people to come together, right? And if you, and it, it's an equilibrium. It makes things equal. It brings people from all different places of life together into a place and it creates that bond. I mean, you guys know from playing sports. That's one of the things yeah. that I grew up loving about it. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times before a sporting event, I said the Lord's prayer. I mean, I mean, every, every single football game I ever played, I definitely did. Um, then before baseball games, I, I prayed. And then sometimes I think we started late saying the Lord's prayer. Um, but uh, for you uh, come to the tablers, is, is that, is that a right? verbiage to use there so that sounds more good B to me <laughs> right so more bs uh i guess I, our literal definition is a podcast of sports information or uh, no sorry it's a, a sports podcast you come to for information you didn't know you needed from experts in quotations who didn't know they knew it um <laughs> me and brock it it started from phone conversations, wouldn't you say, Brock? I, I'm honestly, I'm going to go further back than that. It really started yeah. when uh, I think it really started. I mean, you and I have always had those phone conversations, with, but I think the depth and and us really getting to know each other after going through some some tough events in our lives that we had to go through on our own. Yeah, was really there in the Hearst area when we first lived, like lived, lived together. And it was day in and day out. And we found out real quick yeah. that that wasn't the easiest thing in the world, that we loved each right, other very yeah. much. But but we were two very, very different people. And right. boy, the Brock is talking about um, out of that. We, 
sorry, we went to the uh, Golf Academy of America together uh, up in uh, the the FWD. Sorry, if you like the Fort FWD, Worth more than yeah. Dallas, that's how you say it, <laughs> the FWD. So we were lived in the mid cities, and uh, yeah, it was. It turned, yeah, we were like, this is going to be a blast. And it's just like, man, you get tired of a, somebody that you love real quick. <laughs> real quick. But then, you know, <laughs> I, but out of that, I mean, I would say there was there's there's a small patch where we kind of branched out away from each other for a couple of months. It grew our friend circle. But then, I don't know, just something happened. And Starlit Conversations picking on the guitar on our back patio turned yeah. into a regular thing. And then yeah. other people wanted to come over and hang out with us, you know, yeah. and like Royce was the first one to notice that it was a lot of, I don't know. It was a lot of the conversations that we were having that people wanted. It wasn't that people were wanting to come over and hang out and party and live the college life. They were wanting to sit and converse and spend time and fellowship with each other yeah. And, you know, like I said, Royce was the one that kind of took that idea. And goodness gracious, we're on episode 25, but we're talking yeah. 2012 when oh, we Brock, first started some... working on this. You know, these yeah, ideas yeah. and stuff like that. So it, it's, yeah, I mean, while. wanting to, we've, we've, we've wanted to do something like together and, uh, in the, and I guess entertainment business. Whether that be stripping, like like Sean likes to have strippers on his. <laughs> well, if, if you do that, man, come tell me about it. Let's now that we can it. be guests, let's on talk about it. He said, "Let's talk about it." <laughs> after after you see what you need to do next time you do open mic because I know you did open mic right while you're doing open mic to start. Oh know. man, dude, that was oh my gosh! I have it was weirdly and scarily comfortable. Like I got up there and he was like, you got three to five minutes. And I was like, oh man, three to five minutes. That's a long time to talk. I did a 10 minute set. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And nice. I, he was like, he nice. goes, I was going to stop you, but you, you were doing good. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I dude, the whole time prior to it, I was thinking of like, I'm looking through my, my little book that I have that I write in and uh, I'm like, ah, oh, should, should I open with this? Should I open with this? And then I, and I, then I finally, I thought of something to open with that I didn't have in my book. And it was the fact that it, this was going to be my first time. They're going to be popping my quintessential com comedian cherry, right? Comedic so, cherry. Right. <laughs> so is that the name of this episode? If we, if we, <laughs> it was, it was going to be, it was going to be total BS, but now, you know, <laughs> popping the comedic cherry may have to take, take center stage. <laughs> so I was like, I was going to start off by saying like, hi, my, my name is Royce. I was like, so I'm basically popping my comedian cherry tonight. So as you may guess, I probably won't last long. <laughs> nice. it's probably gonna nice. be short it might be short. not satisfying i'll really probably intense. enjoy this really a lot short. more than you will go ahead and, yeah i'm gonna enjoy it more than you go ahead and leave all the lights on i won't be here but <laughs> what'd you tell me on. three to five minutes all right yeah, yeah. three to five minutes you're a long time guy nice. <laughs> so we won't need that long with that uh, kind of time we can do this twice <laughs> oh my goodness that is hilarious Wait, you know, speak, speaking of comedians i mean honestly so a guy that i had on my podcast his name was yeah. liam brunley and this dude is uh i had two parts with him it was such an amazing conversation 
uh, the guy that I talked to that felt like it was somebody I've known my whole life, like a brother, he, he looks like, and he's actually an actor and a stand-up comedian, but in his previous life, uh, so his resume on his Instagram page, some of the things he did was that he's a former WWE wrestler. Wow. He was a former, former accounts receivable for the Italian mafia, which <laughs> a boy break that down a little bit. And uh, like there's gotta look, be so many jokes between those two things. Oh, Wait, so so he uses and and if you look at him, he looks like he could eat, like he looks like a he could eat your children, like a Mike Tyson thing. <laughs> you, know where he, you know what I'm picturing? You know, I'm but, picturing a guy in like uh, in the Ultimate Warrior, like doing taxes, like in his full yeah. gear, <laughs> yeah. like right. doing taxes. What was the there was the IRS wrestler guy that used to do the suspenders? Remember? Yeah. Oh, no, so but he he's a stand-up comedian, but I, honestly, if you go back and check uh, check those two episodes of the Audiogram, but he's on Instagram. If you find him and follow him, and and message him, that's how I met him. I just I had it on my heart to reach out to him. He followed my uh, podcast on Instagram, started liking yeah. all, and I just reached out. I was like, had it on my heart. Yeah. I was like, because he had this whole. I, it was about stereotyping, like, but he's got a master's in theology. He was on trial for four years uh, for attempted murder that he didn't, and he ended up getting exonerated. But he spent time what? in prison. That's where he found. His, no, dude, it's a crazy story. It's too. I did too. Wanna, but if you listen to him talk, he's yeah. yeah. So he's so, so, so. But I mean, honestly, if you really, I mean, he's a, somebody who does comedy for a living. Reach out to him if you're really serious about it. Yeah, man, honestly, that crazy. is that is awesome. You know, excuse me. We were supposed to have. Um, do you see? I did my, my first ever interview was with Micah. <laughs> I put it at the nice. very end of last uh, of the last episode, and uh, we oh. were supposed to have a professional baseball player be on here, but uh, one day text messages have have gone blank between us. So, how long do we have to go before I can yell at him? <laughs> I no, you can't. Like I we're, we're still school. cordial. I can't right high school. I know, I but like at some point. On. At some point, at some point, I can yell right. at him. Sooner or later, I guess. I guess I can <laughs> let you yell at, yell at him, and I can be like, "Oh, Brock, don't do that." Right? Maybe that'll make him want to come on the show because then he can come on the show and yell at me, and then there you go, you got good content. Oh man! Hey, Brock, I had this. I had this idea for um, whenever we do start doing interviews, is I'll try and look up their tops cards and uh try and get them before they come on and have them sign their tops cards and just have that and just start putting that up on a wall or putting or that on the walls yeah. yeah 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 i yeah. like that something yeah. i i think just extend it beyond that though something that our guests have like it's something that is of theirs that they can autograph like i don't know what for example i don't know what we yeah. would get from sean but like if sean had a collection of his first season episodes or something you have him sign that and then he probably has a bunch of uh the bras or the booby tassels that these strippers leave over after their um after their <laughs> interviews see, see my, my wife would be right with you this whole thing you talk about reaction her reaction when i told her she's just like what i'm like honey i said this she's is the deal i got you dressed right <laughs> and she's i'm like i don't even know where she goes is she coming to that i'm like she's not coming to the house and it was just a, but even if she was I was like but anyway so yeah no, and then my oldest daughter just found out. She's like, "You're doing what?" I'm like, "This is why we're having this conversation. This is why I'm talking <laughs> right? to you, about so this. that we don't, so that it's not a weird conversation. Like, right, it's not exactly. awkward for people. It needs yeah. to be something normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh though. my That's gosh, hilarious. that is, it really is. <laughs> like I said, so to be a fly on that wall would have been fun. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the beauty oh, of the podcast. Is- he said it. Yeah. <laughs> he said yeah. it. He told her. Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> I was like, what's <laughs> happening to Brock right now? <laughs> that's I love happened. not having video right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, that scared the crap out of me. I was like, <laughs> I'm did Brock just I'm throw up? <laughs> uh, so I sent out some some notes, and I thought yeah, I that him, this man. first note was going to be kind of a hit thing, and I got both of you saying, hey, what is the Kaminsky method? <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea, brother. Dude, no so idea. it's a show on Netflix. It's so good. I and the only reason I know is because there was absolutely nothing going on the other night, and somehow we were watching the SAG Awards, and the Kaminsky method was getting nominated left and right for stuff. And I saw it was um, it's Michael Douglas, and who was the other guy? Uh, Sean Alan, uh, Alan Arkin. Yeah. Alan Arkin is yeah. The- Alan Arkin. And Alan Arkin is hilarious. And it's the first episode is really sad. Just going to go ahead. If you haven't seen it, just, well, I, and I know both of y'all haven't. <laughs> but <laughs> so the first episode, you will cry. I just, I'm going to well, let you know. But every, like, in. but, but it's, it's a real, it's a very real show. Like it, it deals with like just, full life events and how everybody else deals with them. And there's some uh, good Chuck, Chuck Lore's the creator. So I'm, yeah. Here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, big, I, who is big that Bang guy? Theory and he's, uh, the big he's, Bang that, theory. Yeah, he's the creator for the big bang theory, but then he worked, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, he worked with Marta Kaufman really closely on friends, which to me are two of the greatest, like television achievements in well, but, modern era. So yeah, I'm in, I like Chuck yeah. Lore. Well, you know, you know where else he got real famous? You know, he did he did uh, two and a half men, and when the whole Tiger Blood and all he that stuff. He did that's do who, the whole two and a half men yeah, series. That's who when Charlie Sheen was going nuts. That's who he was arguing with was Chuck Lorre. Yeah, huh. that's crazy. Is it Lorre or Lore? <laughs> is it Lorre? It probably is Lorre. Yeah, oh, we got first debate. <laughs> <laughs> Say it the right way. <laughs> I, yeah, so I, I was looking. I was read his name as you were saying that. I was like, and that's read. Said it's L L O R R E. So it probably is Lori. Or is it Lore? Lore. That's true. South Texas. Italian. Chuck, if you could, uh, after you get done listening to this episode, <laughs> hey, call one, let us know. Hook us up. But yeah. How many I, episodes I, I, are you in now, Roy? I watched the whole season already. I think there's only 10 episodes, though. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but Is that yeah. it? There's just one season? So now you're stuck no, in that at the very, area? No, at the very end of the uh, first season, it's like it's already been approved and other ones coming through. So Yeah, but you, uh, you can't watch it right now. Yeah, but I got... Um, I watch... Uh, what else am I watching? Oh, I'm Sorry. It's oh man, I can't think of that girl's name. I don't know anybody's name. I just watched the show. Like I'm the dumb watcher <laughs> of TV. It's a television show. It's it or I mean on Netflix. I know, but it's a TV yeah. show. It's a series, it was on right? tr- yeah, it was on True True TV. Okay, and oh my gosh, it is hilarious. She she oh, is she's hol- the creator. Andrew yeah, Sarah. her and Will Ferrell, I think, is an executive producer on that show too. 
He probably is. I'm only looking Man. at the cast and crew right now. Why does uh, Tom Everett it's, Scott? It's pretty raunchy. Like, if, like if you're a mom and watching how this mom acts, like she's a like she's on the show. She's a writer too. But mm-hmm. um, man, it shows. It lists her as the creator of the show. Oh, is she Andrea Savage? I'm, yeah, that's her name. Yeah, it lists her as the creator of the show, and then the first she plays herself, Andrea. And then okay. I was trying to see if it had Will Ferrell, but I'm not seeing where the. Uh, oh my gosh, she is hilarious. Are. So she's got a daughter on the show, and she just always like after school, or she's like picking up her kid or something like that. She's talking with the other parents. And, people start joking around and then she just goes full comedy and just doesn't even see the line. She's road runnering it like so fast past the line. that She's just like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's the, it's like the uncomfortable. Awkward oh, yeah. Like, it, okay. It, I, I can dig it. Brock, you would laugh your butt off at it. I promise you. All right. Because it's right, it's sounds like, it sounds like the office, like a little Michael Scott kind of uh, uncomfortable kind of thing. No, it's I mean maybe maybe yeah, but like in a that one is so heavily centered like on the awkwardness though, like that's what makes that uh, show is that that's yeah, true. Just puts himself in those. This one is like where a, you're like speechless. Yeah, this one is like kind of uh, this one's more of like a bunch of one liners that they've wrote. It, it's it's a lot of improving. You can see is. a bunch of improving like going on there. She's hot. <laughs> Good take, bro. Strong what else take. Has she been in? I've seen her in other stuff though. I don't know. Um, oh, she, she, oh hey, that's who she is. She's who? she's the. Um, She's the therapist and stepbrothers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did she really? That is hilarious. So she was probably the writer of one of the writers of that show. Had to be. That girl is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Ridiculous. Dude, she said, so like if there's one scene, her daughter comes up to her and she's like, mom, can you draw a Christmas tree? And she's like, you know, we draw a Christmas tree for her. It's like, it's like March. <laughs> she's like, Can you just draw a Christmas tree? So she draws a Christmas tree and she's like, and then I need you to write, dear Santa, your cookies are the greatest. And so she writes it down and like the daughter's sitting there staring at a note that was left during Christmas. And she's like, looks at the note. She looks at her mom. She's like, could you write it faster? Like you're in a hurry. <laughs> she's like so she writes it again and she's like their daughter goes nope not you and then walks out of the room and <laughs> this is what i'm talking about the raunchiness of it she goes she double birds to the her daughter's her back little, yeah her daughter. to her daughter's back like she's like this to her daughter's back and she's oh, like f you it was me i am santa claus <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, kid, talk to a kid. We're not actually talking to the kid like that, but like, and the right. dad, yeah, just, no, it's like that. It's that scream whisper, yeah, uh, yeah. And the dad's just standing at the island in the kitchen, he's like, just shaking his head. He's like a lawyer oh, or something like that's that. That's so awesome, it's so hilarious. Because she's like, You think I have nothing better to do than to stay up late, wrap presents, fill your stocking? 
So we got That's better awesome. stuff to do with my time. <laughs> oh man. Hey, y'all actually want to talk a little uh sports? A little bit. <laughs> How about uh the Astros <laughs> the Astros finally did something. We can get rid of the the poking meme of the the stick poking thing to do something, Astros. Yeah. They did something, and if I'm being honest, I don't care too much for that move. Really? I mean, we need it. No. I mean, it, it 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 gives us some bull. It gives us a pool a bullpen guy, and it moves True. Colin McHugh back to uh, the rotation, which I think I think he'll he, he's a little more comfortable in that role, anyways. Uh, so, if y'all don't know what we're talking about, the Astros acquired uh, Wade Miley from the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, just a one year contract 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 nice little four and a half million dollars for that right. year that's <laughs> that's that's, that's ridiculous. not a bad one year deal plus plus five hundred thousand dollars in performance bonus I, I haven't read what exactly is uh going on I, well like i don't think they probably say really but yeah he's I don't know. Uh, i'm just Maybe, maybe maybe he's on the up and up. I'm looking at his career stats, and he's 71 and 76. Yeah, but let, let's just like, look at last year. Last year with the two. Brewers, yeah, five and two, two fifty seven ERA, yeah, fifty strikeouts, sixteen games, sixteen, 16 starts. saves. Not bad, not bad. And we just That's need him. We terrible. just need. He's going to be a middle relief guy. Probably he'll be uh, just be I like just, a sixth, okay. seventh inning guy. I don't know. I like. I obviously I don't want them to go out and blow a whole bunch of money on, on a, a and I don't mean this in the wrong way, but a but a secondary position, you know, so a setup pitcher or a reliever or something like that. But I'm also tired of carrying mid names in our bullpen. If that also makes sense, like yeah, I would like them to go out and invest, not necessarily in a Mo Rivera, but somebody along those lines. It's like, look, this is our. <laughs> ace like the, or this is i don't know like i'm tired of yeah the bullpen coming in and being one of the reasons why we're struggling especially on the road yeah uh, i think i i mean I, or I at home excuse me i got that backwards i'm not sure whether i can say i agree or disagree with you because you were all over the fence there um but... so <laughs> yeah, stop so. bringing in stop bringing in average to slightly above average bullpen guys and go out and get an ace go out and i don't get think a, a two a five seven setup. i don't think a two five seven over 16 starts is is a bad thing at all i think a two five seven is is fine because he was probably a four to five inning pitch guy. If I had to guess, I'm not even going to go look at his stats. If I had to guess, he's probably a four to five inning inning guy, maybe five to six guy. So that that ERA is over nine innings. So I I, I don't I don't dislike that. I mean, the way scoring is going in baseball right now, yeah. Give me give up two runs while you start. Perfect. We should score more than two runs. And, I don't know. And, we'll and and I don't know. I don't know any of his stuff. I, I, I to be honest, because I couldn't tell you. I mean, I haven't watched the National League since Astros moved over to the American League. But also, kind of my point, though, like, give me go out and get somebody that we know. Go out and get somebody that has a proven track record, not the past year. I get it. That's a good ERA, but the past year, a two fifty seven. You're not proven anything. 
Does it count? Does it count that I know who he is? <laughs> no, uh-uh, you're the sports expert. <laughs> what do you think, Sean? Do you think that's well, a good? What, so who, uh, who else was out there that they could have got that was maybe that all star you're looking for? Who's out there that's a dominating? That's, I love I love the back end questions because it's. The, I do it's love the back end question because to be completely honest, like the, I didn't have an answer for that one. <laughs> because it's kind of like the so, Jason Garrett thing or the Dak Prescott thing, where it's like people kind of want to get rid of him. I definitely want to get rid of Jason Garrett, but on the back end, like then who do you want him to go get? Like right. if you want to get rid of Dak Prescott, who do you want him to go get? Like who out there is like but I don't know. I just feel like we're beyond a situation where it's like anybody is better. Just get rid of them. Anybody's better. Like we're beyond that. We need to start being and I don't know, maybe Wade Miley is the first hey, we, one of those moves. Yeah. Well, and, and, and can he be, I mean, if he's a setup guy, is he somebody, is he going to fit well? I, I mean, in the ballpark, he's going to fit well with. Uh, that's the other know. thing, too, is I haven't actually, you know, that's, that is, it, Sean, blowing me up. No, that is I'm a great, trying. no, no, it's great. It's a great point because they could be bringing him in specifically for, you know, for something like that. Like he may fit well with a team or against a team that they've had trouble with in the past or something along those lines. You know, obviously well, or, that's. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm spouting off my hot take before, you know, anybody's <laughs> even reported right now. So, well, well no, because we'll I was, I was looking, I'd never, I was just reading about him. But if you, I mean, going back to my, because uh, I was telling, I was telling Royce, you know, I, I haven't followed in a while, but back in the day, I used to be a massive fan, but it just seems like he, because he's, he was a starter originally, and now he may be moving in that middle role, but he may be even somebody they bring in. Guy, guy, you know, gets lit up in the first couple of innings and he's going to get pulled, you know, without getting any kind of real high pitch count, is this a guy they can bring in to kind of carry that load into the middle or can he bring the middle to the, to the bullpen and can he be universal? He's a lefty, which is always a good thing. So maybe in his terms of potential and if they think he might be able to do well, I was reading here and I don't know if this matters, but he's, he's from grew up in Louisiana. So he's close to home. He loves to hunt. He's got a, a, a ranch outside of Austin. So maybe a little home oh, cooking, man, this is perfect. You know, this is perfect. Maybe he might maybe, or he also might, Go in there and you know throw BP. I don't you know. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah. He could yeah. be a launch pad. Who freaking knows? But he I should think have he's gone gonna out and got uh, Craig Kimbrell. Uh, I think we had our shot two maybe three years ago, Adam, and we missed it. So I think I think our well, shot with him a, is he's a free agent this year. I, I I think he's wanting a lot of money and for a short period of time too. Um, there's some other there's there's some other good guys on on the free agency right now. Yeah, I just don't know what couple. they're. But I'm just I I'm finally I'm just glad that they made a move and 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 I'm not upset with the move that they made. And I think he's going to be exactly what you're saying, Sean. It's uh if if a starter gets in trouble early in a game, he'll be that guy to kind of drag it out a little longer before you need to go get your seventh, eighth, ninth inning guy in there. Yeah. And then maybe that versatility is what they needed instead of, instead like, of investing uh, in two guys, you know, you get one. Yeah. Like, like Brad Peacock was for us. Like, like that, like that's, that's what I'm, that's what I think of, 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 uh, Miley being for the Astros, uh, or hope, hope, hope that he is. Um, did y'all see, I know this happened a little while back, but did y'all see the Tom Brady's like, so, you know, they do the, they hold the, 
whatever it's pep called. Rally, the, right? the pep rally, yeah. Yeah. For the two teams going to the Super Bowl and Tom Brady decides to get on the mic and he's like, oh, I got something to say. I'm like, dude, this is not the guy to be freaking pumping us up. And he's like, We're still here. We're still that sounds like what like a group of old people would be saying at like Luby's when like like the <laughs> potato salad runs out. They're like, right. like waiting for it. We're still here. <laughs> I, I just go i was gonna say it feels like kind of redundant like we all know you're still here you've been here for the past 17 years we know you're still here and then but then also the blandness that's what bothered me the same monotone voice he's not an orator he's not a public speaker he can't get the like i don't know he can't he can get an offensive line psyched he can get into the, yeah. uh, the, the sidelines of a football field psyched for some reason, but he can kiss his boy child on the uh, mouth. But, I mean, just getting a crowd. I have a, up I have a theory. I have a theory that his speechwriter probably came up to him right before and was about to hand him some cue cards. And old TB was like, I got this. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I've been practicing. He's like, I'm going to improv the whole thing. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> He's I've like, been don't worry. Improv class. Me, me, and my son have been working on something, <laughs> dude. I, I put it up there with Jimmy Buffett singing the national anthem for the Saints game. Like it, I'm dead serious. That was the a most flat. Oh my gosh! Did you see that, Sean? Jimmy no, Buffett? No, I didn't. Oh my gosh! So I mean, you know, who Jimmy Buffett is and Margaritaville, oh, course, right? Like. Yeah. Is that who you choose? And all that, yeah. Is that who you choose prior to a very important football game that you need to get this crowd absolutely hype? And they're like, Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> we got Jimmy Buffett singing the national anthem. <laughs> Everybody's like, What? <gasps> oh, <laughs> Oh, I thought we were about to like, I thought it was going to be, I mean, like Brock said, like you could have gotten some jazz band from New, like to do the national anthem or something. And it would have been a lot more hype than what was like. He came out with Beyonce type hype and gave yeah. us Jimmy Buffett. Like you can't do that. I mean, Jimmy Buffett. I mean, like, I mean, like we said, the national anthem is a sing along song. And Jimmy Buffett is a sing-along singer, but like, there's a good while there during the national anthem. Or actually, I think at that at that stage, when you're singing the national anthem, it's not so not there's not very many people singing along with you because we're expecting somebody coming out of that tunnel that's going to blow our minds with how they're about to sing. We the all got anthem. ruined by Whitney Houston. Oh, thank you. Amen. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! It, it yeah. It's a, I mean, then, in my opinion, still the greatest national anthem performance at yeah. any sporting event. Hey, yeah, so sure. how but about? But wait, but speaking of speaking of wait, I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Yeah, go ahead, the go national ahead. anthem fails, but I mean, did you see the Fergie one at the, at oh, the uh, NBA All Star? Game? Oh, that was so. Oh, bad. I heard how bad it was. I heard oh, how bad it was. I didn't it see was it. Brock. The, it but was the best. So bad. The best part is go back and and watch the video of the play of the players oh. that are standing there trying trying to figure out like like what is what are you can doing? we laugh at what them? are you 
Yeah, they were just, just like, right. Is it appropriate frozen. to laugh at this? I don't know. If right. Came <laughs> uh, they were like, please, who, please stop. Please stop. Yeah. There, there was, uh, who was on the side? There was like, uh, I mean, there was other artists on the sidelines that were just like hiding yeah. their faces. Like, right. this right. is not happening right now. Mm. And then but, who was but, the, but, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you oh, go. But but the, but but at least she got the at least she got the words right. The worst is still by far, I think, Carl Lewis, who got who, who forgot the oh. words. He, he only got to the first. It's, I think it was here at. Uh, I think it was at the summit. He was doing the uh, the national like back in the eighties or early nineties. If you go back and watch the video on that, it's I'm awful. T- I'm it's torn awful. for stuff like that because like. I know I've suffered through stage fright in in my youth before to the point where it is crippling. Like you do forget things and you do stuff. But I also think like you're not an 11 year old. You're a professional that's been doing this for a while. <laughs> so uh, yeah. to me, that sounds like lack of preparation. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have a quick yeah. question. How, do you think there's more money running through the summit now or back when the the rockets were like hot to trot? So now you now now you're getting to the yeah no now for that's sure a, dude I mean, that's a good question isn't it yeah but it's is Joel bringing in more money through the summit than the Rockets did in the nineties so but but keep in mind that that mm. like when Church bought the building <laughs> they were like oh we'll just we'll drop eighty eight million on this building and make nuts. it into a church thanks. High so five. you think Joel Olstein's like blowing it out of the their stuff out of the water? Yeah, you know, and, and he gets a lot of you know he gets a lot of bad press. You know, he gets yeah. a lot, of, and everybody loves to pick on him. He's like he's almost like Tom Brady. He's like Tom Brady of pastors. You know, if you <laughs> you know, there's a well, there's is. a love hate. He is. Yeah. Everybody knows him. Somebody loves him. But, you know, but you know, he doesn't. You know, there's so much money going through that place that he doesn't even take a paycheck. You know, he gets all his money from books. He doesn't take a yeah. salary off a of staff. It's just but that, and he's still, you know. It's just he definitely. Well, I see all the memes all the time. That's like, oh. how are you going to call yourself the leader of a church and live in a house like this? You know, and they yeah, show yeah, his house. And I'm, I, I'm like, not. I, wrote I was somebody that was like, uh, yeah, that doesn't exactly seem right. But then when you do, when you read into it a little bit, his he makes his money as an author. That's what that's yeah. what his that's you know quote unquote or there you go, peeps. Ear, what is it? Air bunnies. Uh, uh, insert bunny ears here insert bunny ears right here even though (laughs) you know he is that's his full-time job insert bunny ear you know what i'm saying like his full-time job is obviously everything that he does in his life but he makes his full-time income from books not from siphoning money out of a church you know so love love or hate the guy yeah dude he got murdered during harvey harvey yeah yeah and and And, and i did I did think that was a little bit, I mean, logistically, the where the church was and the response, yeah, it's a, that was a tough one. And, and I'm, yeah, a, I'm and, a huge fan. So, yeah, so at first I was like, dude, yeah. Well, and, then, and then, I mean, to be honest, it's not really his call. Like, I mean, he can he can probably call somebody and they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do it. But, like, like he might not have even been here when that was all going down. Well, even not only that, but just getting to the church. I mean, it was right where it was in terms of in that storm. I mean, for y'all that were and, here and around it, it it was unlike anything ever, ever, ever. Yeah, <laughs> ever. yeah, it, yeah, ever. And at first, I was one of the ones that was upset at maybe not him, but the church in general. Hey, y'all are dry. I'm seeing videos posted all over Twitter. Why don't you open these doors up? And then me and Linda get to talking. We're like, 
it probably takes a lot more to open the doors up of a place that size. Like if like, right. because they're, they're like, now you're bringing insurance, like other insurance involved. Like if somebody gets injured while they're there and stuff like that, like, and like there's, you just bring in a bunch of, like, there's just gotta be a bunch of other boxes that need to be checked. And I'm sure even, a lot of factors, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, FEMA probably even might've had, some, I don't know if FEMA, like the government might have something to say, like, you can't just open up a, uh, shelter. Like, well, but, but it also, but it also goes a little bit, of, you know, it kind of shows the state of, it's like having a locked door on a church anyway. Right. I mean, yeah. To be, uh, that's true. one of the things always that I always struggle with. It's like, <laughs> it's supposed to be this welcoming, opening, you know, heartwarming, let everybody in who need, you know, bring us the poor, the tired, the weak, all this kind of stuff. And yet, we have alarms and locks and only let, you know, but only on it, Wednesdays and I, Sundays. Right. I, I struggle with that. And I mean, I know that people, but then you're, it's asset, it's, it's, it gets really, really complicated. And in that scenario too, I think was extremely difficult because you had, yeah, JJ Watt raising $40 million, just, you know, started out wanting to raise like a hundred thousand ends up raising 37, 38 million. And yet all of these, other, you know, all these other people doing just amazing things that were like to heck with all of that, to heck with conventional, whatever wisdom, open it, you know, open the doors and let them in. And you saw that. And then when you looked over and here's the largest church in the country and it's right in the middle of it and, and it's bolted up. Nobody's there. It just, it's a tough one. Yeah. It, 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 that, is a, that is a tough one to swallow. Yeah, yeah. Tough, tough one to swallow, tough call to make. I don't, I definitely don't want to be the person that had to be in charge of, of that. I, I could only imagine well, like if there was a security guard that was on duty like oh i feel bad oh yeah real quick yeah. oh whoops i forgot to lock this door it's like <laughs> y'all come on in hey what if that tree i need to look over rock... here for the next 30 to 45 minutes what if that rock got accidentally floated into this window and busted it now I you mean, can get in yeah no sounds I, like I, the wind blew the rock into the window to me yeah i i hear well, you well, well, let me ask That's you guys a, a great question. conversation point, though. I guess go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Well, I w- but I want to ask you because you know, guys like him get um, a lot of flack for money. There was another guy that one of the associate ministers at uh, Lakewood just at Christmas uh, bought his wife a two hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini, and it was in the news and uh, raising a lot of eyebrows. You know, as a Christmas present, and you know, and Brock mentioned about. Well, you know, that's that's the job. They get paid. And then, you know, it's the, kind of the same, but everybody kind of looks at it with this discerning eye. And then the same is, uh, you, I mean, argument, same argument in sports, right? We we still look over, you, I mean, you kind of alluded to earlier with um, with Miley's contract, like $4.5 million with a $500,000 incentive to play baseball, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, if you're here in Houston, the first million-dollar contract went to Nolan Ryan. And I remember, you guys probably remember when, when A-Rod signed the first, you know, his quarter oh, yeah. billion dollar year, his twenty five yeah. million, you know, two hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah. It's, yep, yep. Uh, you know, above two hundred million dollar contracts are the norm now. The supermax. Right. That's what guys in the NBA are trying to get. You know, yeah. two hundred sixteen, two hundred forty million dollars. Yeah, that was right. like so when we were like, talking about Anthony Davis when he got he got fined fifty thousand dollars for point, uh, coming out and saying. Yeah. 0.2% of just this year's income, not his contractual income. It comes down to eight minutes of a basketball game is what you find him. That's it. Eight minutes. (laughs) Are you kidding me? He's like, I sit out eight minutes a game anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, but do you, I mean, do you guys think the money, I mean, where, where does the money get 
kind of absurd and is it i mean because it because you can argue and people's talking i say well it's it's market it is market value well yeah like i said i think i feel like that's what that's what i was trying to get to with olstein is it and i guess we i would need to see like the full records to really kind of stand on my opinion of him but i feel like look dude if you if you're out and you're making your money like if you make two dollars or you make two million dollars but you're doing your stuff i mean that's his thoughts it's his work it's his advertising that he and i'm sure because of his name and stuff but that's not the point what he makes his money from is from his personal business and royce and i have had several conversations about this my favorite phrase right now in business is the privatization of business so essentially what he makes and whatever you know uh the guy you were talking about buys his wife the two hundred thousand dollar lamborghini or or whatever it may be you know virgin my first opinion is where they get their money should be nobody else's business but i do understand the need for insight especially when you're pulling your finances or you may hold a position in something like this that's that's congressional that has a large group of people with it um where i would have a problem with it is where the i guess is that does the money come from this organization is this organization what bought your wife's ferrari or is your work is your talents your profession that you put your time into what you know what bought that you know i don't know it's it's, it's such a it's, god such a fine line oh, to yeah. it's, on. it's an extremely fine line but you also i mean and you gotta think you're of, asking me i don't care i don't have any <laughs> business it's none of my business wherever he yeah, gets I, his money it's none of my business yeah i guess in the in the in the sports world the the saying from player to player is go get your money because you ain't gonna yeah. be here long and and it kind of has the same thing to do with joel olstein and like guys like that like you might not be in that spotlight for very long so you probably yeah i mean let's Yes, let's serve God and we're doing things. And like you said, he doesn't take a single cent from from the church at all. He does it on on his books and his uh, probably guest appearances and stuff like that. And I mean, and if I'm making it on my own, like what I'm doing outside of preaching to people in this church, so be it. Like, no, uh, but I. And did you say who the, the guy who bought the Lamborghini? Did you say he works for the church? Yeah, so he's staff. If I remember correctly, the article was he's staff, and so he makes. Because that's the thing too. You got to remember this organization. It's like a charity, or it's like any, or it's like yeah. a corporation. Yeah, you know, that a, one I had. Yeah, even if that even one's if a you're much a harder non, pill to that's swallow. That's a huge. Well, it's a huge misnomer, and and that's it is something I like. It, it just because an organization is a charitable organization or a nonprofit organization does not mean that somebody is not drawing a salary from it. Doesn't mean that Correct. it does not need full time employees to keep this business running. It means the business itself does not right. retain funds. Right. You know. So uh, that, I don't know. I guess if you add, much, sorry, go ahead, Brock. I go was Brock. God. I was gonna. I was gonna coattail off of something that you said, Royce. I guess what I okay. So my question is when. And where did it become a prevalent conversation that the amount of money in my bank account has something to do with my faith or, you know, my my goodness or my righteousness in the world? You know what I'm saying? I guess just it seems to me that that's the opening topic. And then from there we start digging. Well, where did yeah. you get your money? 
You know, yeah. just because you have money, all of a sudden your righteousness or your holiness or what your personal relationship is with your creator now needs to be called into question by the rest of everybody who doesn't have as much money as you. That's where I kind of stand on the fence of like, you know what? It's none of my business. Like, I don't care where you got your money from because it doesn't actually pertain to anything to me and my personal relationship. I do think it's a bit forward to be working for the church. <laughs> then probably there's probably a lot of members that are suffering Maybe not. Yeah, suffering might be a good word, but might, like might not be able to make means most months, and or weeks or days, and uh, somebody who works at the church is able to buy a Lamborghini. True, but that's okay. But that's that's the deal. That's that's all that has been presented, at least from what I've heard. Sean, he works. He's mm -hmm. a staff member for the church, and he bought a Lambo. So that, what else? Does I mean, he we're do? just automatically going. Oh, okay, so he took See, all of his a, yeah, right money now, and bought right. a Lambo. Like, well, well I think okay, so I, mean, I don't feel like be, that needs to be the first thing that everybody jumps to. Right, and, and the reason it was an article that was run, and it, it, it's because it was something that somebody put in a newspaper article that I that I that I came across, and, okay. and it's, you know, if I remember correctly, it was because of his so his salary relative to his position, and and I know his name. That's the reason why I didn't really want to put his name out there because I didn't want to. You know, trying to pull have a little bit of discretion, yeah. but these kind of yeah. things happen all the time where there's employees of, you know, you could have, you know, uh, I, I I know the nonprofit world really well. If you go look at the 990s off of like the American Heart Association or Susan G. Komen or the American Red Cross that are multi-billion dollar organizations, there's executives uh, that, that are staff that are making six, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. as like chief financial officers or chief operating officers or the executive director. CEO types. And so th those are people that have enough. And if they do that job long enough, they can afford things like $200,000 Lamborghinis and such. And so yeah, as, right. just a, as just a staff person who provides a service to that organization that creates a value for them. And, the, and where I see kind of the parallel is, okay, to your point about, you know, people that are, and it's a hard one from a, from a face standpoint, because you're looking over and seeing all this need in the world. And then the same, so you could argue the same thing around a sports organization. Look at everybody inside the Houston Astros organization and the money they mm -hmm. make and the different people, different levels and, and the salaries that they draw and the people coming to the games, maybe those same people you're talking about that go to the same church that are church that are, that they, they may spend, you know, they may save up half a month to buy one ticket in the cheap seats to take their kid to one game a year. And that's part in their, you know, to go watch one of those games and watch a guy, a middle reliever who we designed for a one-year deal was making four and a half million. And these guys are making, you know, $12,000 a year. And so it's this, it's that yeah. disparity. And that's kind of where I was really going with the, that income disparity. You see them not just in, you know, whether it's in faith or church and sports, it's, it's, there's this huge disparity and all that stuff. And it's tough. It's tough. I think it is a tough thing. Well, speaking of money, yeah, have y'all seen some of these that. prop bets that you can put on the Super Bowl? <laughs> so what is it? It's like who receives the first kickoff? Is, so that, what, is that what the prop here. bets are? Like who? What the score of the first quarter is? What the right, first? I'm gonna, who makes no. the first tackle? I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna ask a few to y'all, and y'all give me your your answers. We'll give you our our bets. Yeah. So. Oh, this is an easy one. So will either team not punt during the game? No. Right. So that's go like, so yes punt. is plus nine. Sorry, somebody will punt during yeah. that game. Yeah. Sean, what's the odds? Somebody's definitely Oh yeah. no, so 
No, no, yeah, Sony's Sony's definitely. Yeah, they're both punching. So they're yes, punch. yes is plus nine hundred, and uh, no is minus thirty five hundred. <laughs> so yeah. So if nobody punts, no. and you put yeah, a dollar down, you get yeah, 3, you make thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred bucks. I mean, or is that hundred dollars? Okay, I think it's usually a hundred dollars. Well, I mean, if it's thirty five hundred to one, then it would be thirty five hundred dollars to every one dollar you put down. I don't think yeah, that's how yeah. the plus and minus works in uh, gambling. Well, somebody needs to explain yes, that. I'm not, I'm not well versed. I thought that's. Will what Adam Levine be wearing a hat at the start of the halftime show? <laughs> at the this start. Is really this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, if I think about Adam Levine and the few times I've seen him on stage, I can't imagine a time i've ever actually seen him with a hat on so i'm gonna go no i don't think he wears a hat sean yeah the only, the only time i saw him wear a hat was he did some golf channel thing where he was learning how to play golf yeah, i think he wore a hat other than that i'm with i'm with brocky i never i've never seen him wear a hat let's see what the, i didn't even see what the over under uh yes is minus oh they're both minus so yes is minus 110 and no is minus 130 hmm. uh Let's see. Will there be a non QB throw? Oh, will a non QB throw a touchdown? With Belichick? Sure. Damn, yeah. Yeah. And then Sean McVay wanting to be Sean McVay. That's possible. <laughs> yeah. I think that is. I think that's pretty possible. Will the Chick fil A franchise in Mercedes Benz Stadium be open on Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday? Oh, 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 what a great uh, question. That's probably one of the best Super Bowl questions I've heard. I'm like not exaggerating either. I, I yeah. hope there's no sarcasm hinted in my voice. That seriously sounds like <laughs> the one that I would bet on. Like I'm betting 100% that Chick-fil-A sticks to their guns and they have their doors down on Super Bowl Sunday just to prove a point. Oh, I don't know. That's pretty tough. I think they probably just do their like sandwiches. Like just, I mean, I, I think it's probably all they normally do there, anyways. I don't know. Well, I'm just like, how much? What are they going to gain from leaving one location open on a Sunday, other than oh, you have all these beliefs about your religious beliefs, but as long as there's a whole bunch of money and a Super Bowl behind it, you'll stay open on a Sunday. They could easily go and open it up for only the like like a little before game time and be like, dude, church is over. Like, well, like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, but still Sunday, brother. So, so Every really sign cool. right underneath it says closed on yeah. Sunday. Or just the closed market. Sunday. Closed Sunday. If you want to be really advantageous from a marketing standpoint and an effort, to, I think you would keep it closed because you're going to get more publicity out of that and more people would talk about that. Oh, what a great point. Who gets more notification on the day of the Super Bowl? Everybody who's open or the one restaurant who's not? Inside the stadium, and it's all like, yes, Chick-fil-A's, look, it's closed. And they're oh. So which commercial? All right, we're running through commercials here. Which commercial uh, will appear first, Turkish Airlines or WeatherTech? <laughs> oh. That is so good. I gotta go I'm gonna I'm, go. I'm gonna go with WeatherTech just because I think they're gonna flex their America muscle and go. Hey, we need to be on first. Okay. I'm flying. I'm flying Turkish Air Saturday to Germany. Actually, so Dude, that's Turkish awesome. Air. They Where also, are you going in Germany? 
Dusseldorf. It's a town in the West German in the West Side. Dusseldorf. Why did I ask? Like I've like I'm gonna freaking know where the heck. No, it that's is. in a that's in a movie or a TV show or something. I don't even know where Germany is, let alone a city in Germany. <laughs> oh, Royce. But no, but you got to remember too that I think the reason they might even go, the reason they might go first too is there are two of their spokesmen, Lionel Messi and uh, Kobe Bryant. They did a lot of commercials with those guys, and so they'll throw mm. a little, little shade that way. All right. Oh, I don't. I've never heard of this one. Which commercial will appear first? Expensive, expensive, or TurboTech? Expensify? Yeah, Expensify. Or TurboTax. I'm, what's I'm gonna go with TurboTax just because I have never even heard it's of Expensify. I'm with Brock. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. is report? Yeah. What? The <laughs> they sponsored the Kaminsky Report. The Kaminsky. <laughs> <laughs> they sponsored the Kaminsky. <laughs> uh, so, uh, which commercial will appear first? Avocados from Mexico. Or planters. <laughs> oh, avocados from Mexico all day, baby. <laughs> They're even oh, minus geez. 120, both of them. What'd you say, uh, Sean? One, one of my favorite commercials is that avocado one where they're doing the draft way back, like in the Stone Age. And the, it's avocado. <laughs> there's, it's, it's, uh, it's one, it's, and it's, they have this caveman up there, and it's like, uh, it's not Stuart Scott, but it's, it's, it's one of the guys from ESPN. It's, and, uh, this was, it's, yeah, and so Mexico Mexico it drafts the avocado like way back in the day. Like in, Is it Scott Van Pelt? <laughs> I think Scott Van Pelt was part of it. Yeah. I need to see this commercial though. Dude, the it's, country's it's so, drafting drafting the plants that they're gonna have. That's it's, awesome. it's so hard. Like there's like one that they, they everybody's drafting these obscure, like weird things in Mexico uh, drafts the avocado and it was freaking hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. That is hilarious. That's awesome. They do great commercials. Avocado. The avocado people do great commercials. Yeah. So you're going to be honest. I'm just really all... excited for all the Super Bowl commercials. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, which commercial will appear first? Doritos or Pringles? I, I, I think that'd mm. be a Doritos. I think Doritos. See, why do I want? I to love Pringles. Doritos. I love Pringles, but I think it's Doritos. I think it's Doritos. Yeah. yeah. Tell me you've been writing these down, right, Royce? We're going to be no, able I'm to... not writing anything down. Fact check these <laughs> after. Why the heck would I be writing anything down? Go back and look. Can't you well, see me? We don't, have any, we don't have any other way to have any sort of chronology of what we've been talking about tonight. Well, Have you if... been taking notes the whole time? Do I ever take notes? You should be. Well... I don't. So <laughs> well, I do. I take notes all I take notes all the days prior to us recording. That's when I take notes. Uh, and then I send what I'm those referencing notes right to now. you. <laughs> so yeah, I do write notes, Brock. Do you write notes? I don't I don't do anything. <laughs> I don't do any work whatsoever. <laughs> I get a I bought a freaking If mic, anybody thinks that I'm joking either, I want to tell you exactly what happens. My phone goes off. With a message from Royce that says, hey, man, are you ready to record? That's actually how I know what day of the week it is. I, Well, kind of, somewhere around in there. If I haven't heard from him a while, it's usually like a Wednesday or a Sunday. That means it's the weekend. <laughs> but, but when he lets me know, hey, I know that it's either the beginning of the week or 
It's about to be the weekend. <laughs> All right. So who wins the Super Bowl? Uh, Rams or the Pats? Uh, <sighs> Am I allowed to be two people? What? Do you, what? Huh? Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to pick against the Patriots. That's the nobody problem. wants to pick against the Patriots. And nobody I wants to the pick Rams the Patriots. Win. All right. All right. I'm duck. taking. I'm taking Rams over the. Pats, I didn't ask who you 24. wanted to win. Rams over the Pats, 27-24. Put it okay, on the That's who you think is going to win, not who you want no, to win. No, that's what my money is on. I didn't ask that's a, that. That's what my bet That's what my bet is on. You say you asked who's going to win. If I'm right. going to put my money okay, on it, fine, who's going to win. Fine, fine. You're just mad because my want and my money are the same thing. Yeah, mine are not. I know. Like my want would be the Rams and my money would be on the Pats. <laughs> Sean, where's your mind and where's your money? I, that's what we're going to start well, calling. All right, write that mind. down for next season. Your mind and your where's money. Your mind? Where's your where's mind? Where's your mind okay, and where's your money? I got it. I got it. I'm writing okay. it down right now. Thank you. Thank you. Well, my- segment rocks like i gotta write it down my mind my mind is on my mind is on the fact that i can remember the moment that i that my mind and my money would have been on the uh these the uh st louis warner and the st louis Kurt rams warner. and the greatest show on turf like back you remember that when when oh, yeah. they introduced them so. and, you know they and then they introduced the patriots as a team remember and that yes. was the year they beat them, and that was kind of the start. And I remember I had that had that moment as a fan watching that Super Bowl, and I just went in my mind. I thought, Patriots are going to win. Patriots are going to win. This is the most. This finally somebody decided to come in here as a team, and it was so exciting and refreshing. And it feels like they've been there ever since. And it's like, who, God, please let somebody. Who was let somebody that else, kicker? Uh, for for the uh, for the, uh, for the uh, Patriots. Yeah, I pets. know the answer. Uh, I'm so excited! Uh, I know this answer. I think a lot of people might know this answer. Brock, do you know the answer? He's been there for he's been there forever. Anytime um, you ask me a quicker, uh, a quicker, a kicker, catch. Qu- oh my goodness! <laughs> you gonna start over? <laughs> Don't worry, we can edit this. <laughs> All right, hold on. Anytime you ask me a kicker question from yeah. now on, I'm just gonna go with Vinatieri because it's your favorite kicker. Yeah. It, it may be right. Being- yeah, I it would may not be wrong. No, it, it's, in it's, fact, it's, it's probably right. going to be wrong uh, a lot of I the time, right. but eventually it will be right. So that's who I think it was. Yeah, Brady's arm and his leg or his carried those guys. And so who do, who do I want to win? I definitely want the Rams to win. Who do I think yeah. will win? Well, my money. I, I don't know how you, how do you bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? Uh, we're here's still how I here. Bet. Here's how we're I still bet here. against. <laughs> This is how I bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and this is why I'm saying that it is going to be 27-24 Rams is because what everybody, when it comes to, like, when everybody goes, hey, you want to put your money on the Rams? That cringe, <laughs> that that little that little hair raising on the back of your neck, do you know what it is? I pinpointed it. It's that for some weird reason, the last two minutes of every need-to-win football game that the Patriots are involved in, Tom Brady's got the football in his hand marching down the field. I am betting my money. That does not happen this time. I think there are specific plans from the Rams in place and a solid game plan that if if, if my money is in the right place, 
they're going to stick to that stops any sort of any sort of extra drama at the end of the game in which Tom Brady's got the ball in his hands with the chance to win it in the last two minutes. That's for, that's for sure. That's like almost a for sure thing. He wins the he wins the football game or the Patriots win the football game if they can win by six points and he's got the football in his hand with two minutes left. Like, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's what it's going to come down to in this game. I think it's already happened too much in the regular season and in the postseason for him. I don't think he has even Tom Brady. I don't think he has that much luck. Well, I so let me ask you, let me ask you guys a question. Have you guys seen the uh, thirty for thirty about the two Bills, Parcells and Belichick? Have you seen that? Yes, I have that? not watched that one all the way through. It's yes. it's, it's, it's so, so we keep talking about Brady, but I think the, the X factor is still Belichick, and and his. I mean, you give two weeks to prepare for one team in this kind of game. That dude just he just had like he's like his one. You talk about somebody who can't talk about anything else besides football or knows probably where the. He barely knows where his keys are, but he can. He's a master to so give that guy the, give that guy that amount of time to prepare for a team. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can agree, and I and uh, I I I used to agree with that. I just now realized that if that Brady, <laughs> Go. you're on now. So <laughs> apparently, I hung up on everybody. I should have just started with "Welcome back, everybody!" Welcome <laughs> back, everybody! Episode twenty-five, take two. <laughs> oh, so I apparently, it. I was in the middle of ranting, and the I guess it was uh, maybe the pa- Patriots got a hold of my computer and disconnected me somehow. That's what it was. They're the ones uh, involved in Spygate, so that's whatever. That's what I'm gonna well, the Rams are definitely winning now, so. Screw For you, sure. Pats. Um, <laughs> we're so, still here. We're still here. That's what. We're, that's yeah, what. That's yeah. what we should have said it right when we came back. <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> Brock is. I really wish I could see Brock right now. He sounds like he's dying over there. He's dying. in the back. He's coughing deep in the background. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. Oh, so hey, do you watch Ooh, Dan Lebatard show? I know you do, Brock. Sean, do you watch Dan Lebatard? I've heard him, but yeah, I haven't watched a lot of it. So uh yeah. Kenny G was c- called in the other day and is has nothing to do with what they talked about or what they act <laughs> like what they asked him. But his title on on there came <laughs> up as Master of Sax. <laughs> <laughs> It was the greatest. I was like, dude. Did you know somebody- they coordinated with him and he had his saxophone like while he was on the phone and like right at the end of the phone calls, he's like he's blowing a little melody or whatever into the phone. That- That's how they're hanging up every day. Oh, that is so great. I love me. You think they told did they tell him they were gonna call him that? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly like- I doubt I mean, that you they know did. he's gonna see it. I, yeah, that's the deal. Is he's gonna see it? I doubt that they did. I like the way I would imagine if I was somebody getting called into Dan Levitard. It's like, okay, have you ever seen our show before? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like, then just you know what's coming. All right. Cool. Like right. I feel everybody who agrees to go on the Levitard show has somewhat researched at least a little bit what the Levitard show is before they go on there. 
Agreed. It's like their key phrase. They're like, you you don't get the show. You don't understand what we're doing. You know, and so, <laughs> but I don't know. Kenny G looked like he was playing along very, very well. I mean, Kenny G's a golf he's a golfer. So you know he can you know he can elbow you know they were just, whatever. Yeah, elbow, but they were, you know they were just interested in yeah. his stories about him and Miles Davis backstage. That's what they wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> if peeing in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> hey, so Brock, I know you know who Paige Sporanic is, but Sean, do you know who she is? So I did. I did Google her before this. Uh, yeah, you did very what? nice eyebrows. Yeah, I did because I, I I saw that I saw his note and I was like I don't know who that is and I looked her up and I was like oh well that makes sense. Yep. God, so, I hate that I don't have video right now, Royce. I just shot <laughs> you a look. <laughs> Those eyebrows. That was a saying that my dad used to say when we'd be watching TV and be like, "Woo, look at them eyebrows." <laughs> uh, but so Jose Canseco, known great guy sent out a tweet <laughs> saying I mean at least he, he tweeted it right so or I can't remember if it was, I think it was a tweet he tweeted her how much for a, a golf lesson <laughs> like, was it a golf lesson or was it to play around a golf with her it was like yeah like it was like an like I need a lesson like or, uh, it was something like that or like it, a playing lesson or yeah like yeah yeah I don't know. I feel like threefold, threefold. I feel like everybody's opinion is to go older guy to a younger girl creeper. And then I feel like the other side of it is, well, it's just two celebrities. Because let's, I mean, let's face it. Paige Spiranak has blown up like crazy in the golfing world. Yes. And so it's just, I mean, that's, there's all kinds of stuff that happens like that all the time, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, so I did look up his, uh, his tweet. You want me to read the tweet? Yeah, read the yeah, tweet. What is it? Tweet is, I love you. It says, it's at Paige Spiranak. I love you. Will you play golf with me? I live in Vegas. And so it's Vegas with a D. So he misspelled Vegas. Oh. Brilliant. Okay. But I mean, the best. Best part so far is all the other tweets that are coming. In. Like people, first guy is, people tweeting yeah, to yeah. him. This is, where the, this is where the internet is awesome. Like yeah. shoot your shot, Jose. Hug for you. Another one is uh, as Wayne Gretzky says, "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." <laughs> I mean, a lot, a lot of love for him. I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of people going. Oh, Wait, was God. that Wayne Gretzky or was that Michael Jordan? No, or was, was that Michael Scott? Michael Scott. <laughs> it was Wayne Gretzky that said it, but Michael <laughs> Scott requoted it. But wasn't that a Michael Jordan poster though? Does nobody remember that? I remember a poster specifically like in one of my, I don't know, my history class or my math class that has Michael Jordan as one of them long posters and he's got his arms outstretched and he's palming a basketball in one hand and then like across the top of the poster, that's what it says. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, is it Gretzky or is it Michael Jordan? I mean, the quote itself, I think, is Gretzky. Ah, my but entire I, world just I, changed. I thought that quote was. And, and, but you want to know? It's funny when you talked about that. The the I thought of two things. Two guys when you talk about the the stretched out uh, the arms out to the side holding the basketball. I thought of uh, Jesus from uh, above the rim, and then I thought of uh, what was his name? Jesus Shuttlesworth. That was his last name, right? 
and above the rim. Um, <laughs> and then I thought of Patrick Ewing's like uh, got milk thing. He, I think he did that. <laughs> he did the, the basketballs uh, on the side. Yeah. He's got a big old milk mustache. Basically, it's a AKA glue. They got glue like across their their mustache. So let, let me ask you two guys a question. It's a Twitter question. Who do you think has more followers? Jose Canseco or Paige? Paige. Uh, Sorry, I answered that. Well, a platform. Here's a bit. Here's a bit. Yeah. Who, who do you think? Well, I was going to say platform. What platform? Are we talking about Twitter followers? Are we talking about on their Instagram? or? Oh, Twitter? Twitter yeah, Twitter. I, I still, ooh, Twitter? Paige or Jose on Twitter? The Who's egg. Man, the egg. No, I would like, man, if it was Instagram, it's definitely Paige, but maybe, I don't know, maybe Twitter might be Jose Canseco. Now that you, yeah, I'm saying Canseco since it's Twitter. Well, Peebles isn't here, so I'm going to assume the position of stats and info. We'll figure okay. this out. Real Wait, quick. why? No, but I think Sean talking. already has it up. I'm going to guess Sean I, has I it have, up right I now. I have it up. I have it. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. who do you think? think? Yeah, who do yeah, you, who do you think? think? Here's my weird question. Jose I know, Canseco. You can't answer a no, question. I know, a I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> hear me out. This is why I'm having a problem with it. Jose Canseco has been a celebrity longer than Paige Spiranak. Spiranak. Spiranak or is it Spiranak? Spiranak? I think it's Spiranak. I think it's Spiranak. Okay, who cares? Whatever. <laughs> Paige loves I don't know. Social media more kind of fits Paige. Yeah. Paige. Okay. Who is it? So Paige has two hundred and twenty-three thousand followers. It's Jose. And Jose, Jose Canseco has four hundred and seventy-one thousand. Yeah, it's Twitter. Uh, but it's go. That, I, I'm gonna wait, guess. Is he, he the one have... that the? Is he the one the ball bonked off his head? Oh yeah, yeah. that's why. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> that's that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he got Not his first two hundred thousand followers, that's the same cool. as Paige, for all of his <laughs> Hall of Fame type playing. But then the extra two hundred thousand. Came from that ball bouncing off his head. That one play. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all ready for some weird news? Florida is yeah, your home. We are, go- yeah. <laughs> we are actually going to Florida, by the way. I couldn't not have Florida on when I had a guest on. Like I just don't think that's proper to not bring Florida into weird news when you have a first-time guest. Or when I am a first-time guest on also his podcast that is also happening at the same time. So, we're heading to Jacksonville. Jacksonville man claims KFC worker hit him in the face with box of chicken. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office is investigating an incident in which a Jacksonville man claims he was hit in the face with a box of chicken from KFC. According to... I love- I'm sorry, real quick. I love how silent both of us were through the intro of that. That was kind of like, well, what did he do? Yeah, like y'all are very vested into this. I, mean, I love <laughs> like, that. It wasn't a shock so much that he got hit in the face with a box of chicken. It was more like, why did he get hit in the face? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. What, why did the normal thing? thing? We just want to know what happened now. Florida, fast food restaurant, something's happening. Something's going down for sure. According to a report, uh, filed by uh, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, Ronald Jenkins was upset with an employee at the KFC at said address. 
because she did not appear to have her gloves on while preparing food, so he began videoing the situation with his phone. The video shows Jenkins at the drive-thru window waiting for his order when he had when he and an employee exchanged words because he was videoing. Toward the end of the video, the employee is seen throwing the food out of the drive-thru window and into his car, hitting him in the face. This is KFC? Yeah. Yes. When police arrived at KFC, they identified the suspect as Shade Simmons, who was arrested for battery without injury using a special weapon. (laughs) A special weapon. weapon. Mm, Goodness gracious. You know why that term that I feel like I'm not speaking out of facts, but I feel like that term was created like out of stuff like because I choked somebody out with my shoelaces or something like that. Not that I utilized a box of chicken. And all I really did was, you. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know. I just don't, don't understand why. Don't, the fr- don't, don't make it that that aggressive. Don't make it I, that aggressive. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it's the guy's fault. Like, they don't mention that he said, like, why don't you just be like, hey, can you not put some gloves on? And if if then she's like no, and be like, all righty, well I want my well, money back, and I'm out of here. Very very first thing that I notice in this video, I'm watching it right now. By the way, is every drawer she's opening and pulling stuff out of, she has a pair of tongs in her hand. She's grabbing each of the pieces of food with a pair of tongs and putting it into the box. At least from what I'm seeing right now, on the video, she still has the tongs in her hand. In fact, really. I didn't even watch yeah, the video. Is, That's how she much she... she is barehanded, but she's and I oh and she closed. That did a whole lot. Okay, that's not smart. <laughs> what? Not smart. Give us the play by play. You are the oh, worst play by play announcer ever. Over, she walked over and see that he's he's filming. I don't have any audio, so I'm assuming he's popping off or he's saying something. So she walks over and she shuts the drive through window thing but if any of you have ever been through a drive-thru ever it's a window it's a clear piece of glass yeah and so now oh now she's taping up cardboard over the window she's literally taking boxes <laughs> and just drive away and cancel the thing or, <laughs> or at most you lose what twenty dollars you can't spend more than twenty bucks thirty dollars oh, at Here's the deal, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make assumptions or anything because I don't know either one of these people. But it, I mean, it, it looks to me, it looks to me as though he is very, very, very much antagonizing the situation. Yes. Oh, she flipped him off. She opened the window. <laughs> she flipped him off, and he's still play by here, play is the greatest right now. Somebody explain to me why you would sit at a drive-thru window, have a drive-thru employee stick their hand out the window and flip you off, and then go get your food and give it to you, and you're still sitting there waiting for the food. Oh, here she comes. Oh, she put the boxes in upside down. Oh, she smacked him in the face with that box of chicken. (laughs) (laughs) And he pulls up two feet, gets out of the car, Oh, there you go. So, so yeah, no, it's this guy's fault. 
He pulls up two feet, gets out of the car, and then stops his car. The person behind him can't pull up far enough to get their food out of the drive-thru window. So he leaves his car in the drive-thru lane and then goes inside. And then that's it. That's all, we, that's all we got. It looked like it was a sad case of you're having a bad night, so I'm going to poke at you. And then the person who was having a bad night was like, well, F you, I'm going to poke at you back. And it just escalated into way more. She was like trying to tape up plastic bags over the window because she saw him videotaping. Poor choices. Poor choices the- on everybody's part. Yes. Can we just be better to each other, people? It's not that hard. <laughs> Like, it really isn't that hard to be nice to the next person or to just, instead of trying to catch somebody in the act of doing something, why don't you ask them to not do that something? It, it, it is it is that easy. It's a profound life. idea, I know. It's it, I, Me and Jesus had this idea, and that's probably <laughs> about it, right? I, I, like, I mean, y'all have never had this idea, right? To be nice to the next person or just here's to be slightly. I've, here's the one I've, I've had. I actually, I'm actually on the side where it's like being nice to people is kind of a learned trait. Because you, because you do get, you do get a little bit cold and you do get a little bit callous being pushed around or being something like that. But not being an asshole and I'm just going to put it out there. Not being your, your an asshole is kind of innate. Like you can just not be that rude person. You don't have to be nice. Yeah. You don't have to be somebody who's like, hey, let me shake your hand. How's your date? No, you don't have to be that guy. But you also don't have to be the person that throws chicken at somebody. And you also don't <laughs> have to be the you also, on the flip side, don't have to be the person that's obviously going through a drive through at what looks like a nighttime hour when these people I worked fast food. OK, the nighttime shift is split into two. So if you roll up at a certain point of the night, you're you're dealing with people who've already been there for eight hours of the day. If you roll into the next part of the night, you're dealing with people who at this point in their life have to deal with a job that requires them getting up at two o'clock in the morning to get to work. So maybe just don't be an ass. You don't have to sit there and take gruff from everybody, but maybe just maybe just let some things roll off your back every once in a while. I don't. So with that, we're going to before we roll into we're going to finish this off. with. So before we finish this off with uh, Sean's questions that he likes to do on uh, on each of his episodes with his with his guests, he's going to put me and Brock through the ringer. Um. I would like to take this moment, and I hope it's okay, Sean, that I pr- yeah. promote my shirts or our shirts. No, please do. No, like whenever I have people on, if they, you know, all their Instagram follow, I'd tell people to follow your podcast, listen to it, Instagram, all those things, and definitely if you're selling something or all that good stuff. Ditto. No, Ditto. definitely. Well, right now, um, I'm going to give you the hard way to get to it, and then Brock will give you the easier way to get to it. So if you go to teespring.com slash stores slash more BS, go on there. We got a bunch of shirts out. We got uh, I just we just put out uh, the juice box shirt, which is um, owed to the Minute Maid Park. The nickname go for it is the juice box. So uh, if you're a fan of the Astros, go get you. We got it in navy and in white with orange lettering 
And then uh, on each of our shirts underneath all of them, they say a little hashtag more BS under them. So just so the, the, the next person knows where you got that shirt from, but uh, go give it a, go give a, go give them a look at teespring.com slash stores slash more BS. And we got a promo running through, I guess, Sunday night really now. Uh, yeah. 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 It ends on the Super Bowl, everybody. Yeah. So Monday you will not be able to get you a sh- shirt for $5 off. So go, uh, go take advantage wow. of that promo code peeps. P is in peeps. E is in Ebs. E is in Ebs. B is in BS and S is in Shirts, John. S is in Sean, <laughs> and S is in shirts. Yeah, but yeah. Um, well, real quick, because he promised up? it the easy oh, way. Oh yeah, the easy go way. To your, go, go to your go to your Googleizer and type in a more BS one word, M O O R E B S space Teespring or Teespring. Space more BS. Both of them pop up the same way, and right underneath that stupid ad link that I hate, that's always the first one that pops up. Our first real link takes you directly to the place that Royce was talking to you about. Go look at all the shirts, use the promo code because it's not going to last. Forever. Sean, we got one on there for you. I like the cooked shirt. Sorry, sorry, I wanted to throw that the in there. Cooked. If you haven't seen it, go get the uh, cooked, the James Harden cooked shirt. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just says cooked because that's what the defender is. Like before, before that game even starts, he's already cooked. But Sean, we got one on there for you. It's uh, it says domesticated athlete, and it's for those dads that can no longer make plays, or maybe not even a dad, but those guys that no longer make plays on the field or on the court. You are now catching those those spoons that are falling off of counters and those cups, those cups and those glasses that are that are falling and not hitting the floor because of your quick athletic hands. The infant, I, I, well, I, the infant's role. I appreciate the yeah. fact that somebody finally appreciates the hard work us dads <laughs> do like that when you're trying to keep stuff from breaking. And oh yeah, if I had a, if I had a, a t-shirt, it would be nice. I'll just wear that and pull it. And I'll just like the Superman thing when that happens. Like yeah, yeah, just oh, like exactly. I dude, I do it all the time, and Linda does it now too. She she'll like do something, she'll catch something, she looks at me, she's like domesticated athlete and like boom, yeah, boom. <laughs> you know it is with, especially with a baby like the all little things are shooting off of you know oh, it's like quick quick hands quick 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 dude i yeah. saved her from i saved her from bonking her head in the bathtub the other night oh. and I, I celebrated more then than i did hitting a double off the wall of playing baseball yes. back in the day <laughs> Yeah, no, my my younger I remember this, my younger daughter was coming down the driveway. My, the tailgate of my truck was down, you know, if, you know, horizontal with the ground, and she came down the driveway, and I and by and I jumped out and like my it was her forehead, my hand, and the edge of the truck. Got a boy, domesticated athlete. Just, oh, I was like, all right, Brock, like, and she'll never she'll never know. All right, Brock, Sean's gonna run us through the ten question ringer, and I, and uh, he'll give us the kind of the I don't know the rules. So, so before I do, just because you guys, because you got me curious, so about Instagram and, and good old Paige and, and Mr. Conseco. Oh yeah, so what's I, that? So here, so we saw that you know she he had four hundred seventy one thousand. She had two hundred twenty three murders Twitter, him right? in IG, huh? And so the question is, how bad does she murder? Oh, him? And, it's, and it, it's and let me tell you, it is bad. It's bad, isn't it? Oh, it's. I mean, it's. It is. It's millions yeah, versus it, like a hundred thousand. Yeah, her Instagram following is something stupid. 
Well, in, in, if you go there, you'll see why. But it, you know. Yeah. No, I've seen why. Yeah, I know yeah, why. We, we know why. We're golfers. Not because of golf. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, 237 weeks ago, I I've seen why. Yeah, yeah. So, so, here, so there's the question. So, what's the disparity? Any, what do you guys? Eight hundred thousand. I mean, did you have? Ooh, that's a little low. Ooh. You think she's a million better than he is? That might be because he might be like some like fifty thousand, yeah. and she might be a million and fifty thousand easily. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go a cool milli between them. Maybe overestimating, but I'm gonna go a cool million between them. How about you? How about you, Royce? What do you I think? I say eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand was my guess. So she has one point six million followers. Oh my gosh, she murders him. He has eight thousand two hundred and six. Oh, eight thousand, a million and a half, a million, eight, even more. Um, one. He doesn't even bust ten k. Ten. What is he doing on Twitter that he is not doing on? Like, didn't he do a body issue thing? He's texting spade, uh, spage. Spage. <laughs> spage. <laughs> name Paige. i'm sorry i can't say your name uh whatever he's he's tweeting her on on twitter that's what he's doing that's what's getting him followers on yeah twitter. he Every, just gained like, all okay. those followers I see this weird success story or there's a train wreck i can't take my eyes yeah, away from. that's crazy that's nuts and, and i'm and i'm looking to because i just want to make sure that it's actually his but i mean even not is it check marked well, hers isn't. Well, hers. Uh, she, hers she's blue checked. Check. Yeah, is no, he not blue check? I don't see. I can't find anything. I mean, I, there's a couple more that say Jose Canseco, but there's uh, no. Oh, maybe do he it. doesn't have a. He might not he might have an IG. Yeah, he, he might, might not have an IG. IG. So then she beats him by however many followers she has. She has. <laughs> so I said a cool Millie, and she's at one point six. Yeah. Well, hold on. So he, according to Twitter, let me make sure. So well, hold on. Let's see. He's saying tweet him. Tweet him. Okay, yeah. get an Instagram that we can you, follow. Do you have an Instagram, dude? He would, and they would answer. How funny if he responded no, like, "I don't," but would you like to be my first follower? So yeah. He, so it is, only if you follow, come to the table podcast and more it, BS. Broadcast it. Yeah, we'll push. We'll push. Him follow me. So, so that is his because he tweeted that that was his actual. Oh wow, that's, that's, that's awesome. He's just. He's just. So it's, he's just it's, it's, not anybody in the Instagram world. Well, he doesn't have beautiful eyebrows. Yeah. And his eyebrows are. Uh, That's what we call breaking yeah. it back. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Sean. Exactly. Run us. Yeah. So we, so we do this. Uh, I like to do this just as a, as a chance to get everybody to get to know you. Um, and uh, well, so we'll run them through quick. This is like a uh, style. Not a right or wrong. It'll make sense. We'll do, we'll do. So I'll ask, I'll go Royce then Brock. So, so Royce, I get to watch. what is your favorite word? It's sorry, mom. It's the F word. Mm, nice. Brock, how about you? Um, <laughs> damn, I thought it was going to be all 10 on, uh, all 10 on Royce. I wasn't ready for this. No, we're going back and forth on each question. Uh, yeah. Sorry, mom. Shit. Probably. <laughs> So we're gonna do the fantasy football snake draft. So Brock, you're gonna go to. So oh, okay. I like, this. I, like this. I like this. I like this. I like this. What is your least favorite word? Brock. Yeah, Brock. Mm -hmm. I got mine. 
leaving, probably. Oh. That's a good one, Brock. I like that. I think I think I think ever since I was a child and again, I know I said sorry, Mom. I hope you're still listening. Uh, I feel like I've always been one of those. I know it's a joke, but the fear of missing out. I think that's Bummer. been. I think that's been a real thing for me. The fear of missing out on the soccer game, or fear of missing out on playing with my friends, or something like that. So leaving, leaving was never a really big, big thing for me. When we were there, we were there, and that's what we were supposed to be doing. Sorry, go ahead, Royce. Uh, alone. Don't like that word. That's a good one. Mm. All right, Royce, you're up next with the with the, with the snake draft. Yeah. What turns you on? Um, I mean, like my wife when she's very proud of me. Like when I when I when she doesn't have to express that she's proud of me, and like I just know, like I can just feel it and sense it. Like that that really does turn me on. Shut up, Brock. I'm not trying to grab points. Shut no, up I, over there. No, I'm not. No, I am like okay. where I going to go with my answer was that is appreciation that, that clap is that clap sounded sarcastic <laughs> no beautiful i just needed to like pull myself away from the microphone a little bit so that Very i didn't blast your eardrums out when i did it no appreciation like yeah i don't need a cookie every time i do something but like you mm -hmm. said you know you know your wife you have that intimate relationship with her where you can just tell when she's having these feelings about you having done something or having been successful at this one thing that you should be successful at and so appreciation appreciation for the hard work i don't know that's that's me yep. it's it's a unique feeling to have somebody yep. look at you and go man i really do appreciate what you did right so that's how i'll take that as your answer then you're up for the next one so brock what turns you off um What's the right word for it? <laughs> no, I have the I have no, the idea. I'm thinking of my answer. I have it. It's right, dumb, I'm, I'm trying to use. I guess. God, what is the right word for it? Just the. It's not nonchalant. That's not. That's not the right term. It's not accidental. I, you know, and it's not even. I don't know. It's just. Uh, is it Bull Durham like lollygagging? Like that? <laughs> yeah, lollygagging. It, it might be lollygagging, but it, but I think lollygagging uh, in the in the context of where your potential's at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't complacency. Yeah, Royce, yeah. thank, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you would have been texting me forever after oh, that. No, Dude, what is probably. this word? No, that is that is what it is. I was trying to go back to my Marine Corps days with all of that stuff. And the word that I absolutely hate is complacency. Complacency kills. That's what they used to teach us. Complacency kills, especially in a military universe. Complacency kills. You should never, ever be comfortable with with, with where you're at. And I loved how much that got brought into the success aspect. As soon as you find that success, get uncomfortable with it and Boom. move on to the next. Boom. Don't ever be complacent with where you're at on your success. Complacency and mediocrity. Oh, mm. there it is. All right. So, Brock, you're in the Marine Corps, huh? Yes. Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. How many? Four. How, how Four. So, I was on an amphib at a studio. I was in the Navy for six. Oh, okay. So, what years? We took 92 to 98. Uh, we took the uh, dating. West <laughs> slightly older than I am. Not too much, but slightly Sorry, older than I am. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I joined right out of high school, so I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll be 45 in March, man. Here, here, well, actually, March 8th here in a couple of weeks. So yeah, man, you're right in the prime. It, it, it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. I gotta be honest. As everybody tells I feel, me, I hit the hey, end of my 20s. See? Hit the end of my 20s, and I was all worried about it. And everybody's like, "Dude, 30s are great." Did y'all see? And I have a I have a feeling I'm gonna get to the end of my 30s, and everybody's gonna be like, "Dude, your 40s are great. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Like I just feel like when you're when you're at that end of that chapter in your life and you're ready to move into the next chapter, what you were worried about doesn't become like it becomes no. something you're not worried about anymore. It becomes something that I just want to meet the ready. person that's like, oh, dude, the, your forties suck. Like, or you're like your thirties suck. Like, it's gonna, it's all downhill. I'll from be here. the person right now that tells you twenty <laughs> sucked. Yeah, it did. Like I thought the twenties would be a lot blue. more fun, but no, I thought I, I don't know. I got married 20 and stuff. Twenties were one of those weird things where I thought I was having fun while I was doing it, and then yeah. now that I'm beyond it and I'm looking back on it, I'm like, oh man, twenties were terrible. <laughs> so there was a, a car sticker I saw the other day on uh, Instagram, and it was a Navy sticker, and it says, "The Navy has my soldier, but I have his heart." And it's like, wait, Navy and soldier? Like, I got, it needs, yeah. it needs, that's work. That's, 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 no. that's what I thought. No, I'm sorry. That doesn't work. I need a so, picture. Uh, I think y'all two might get the, a kick out of my comment. I Love asked, it. well, what does Jody have? I don't believe. Oh, man. Trust me, uh, he's creeping so around your back door. You may not think it, but he's there. Oh, yeah. holy crap! We're still on questions. Yeah, well, yeah, we got a question. What, what was the question, Sean? What turns you off? Um, oh, 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 and mediocrity. Now yeah, it's on right. This is weird. Like, and not turns me off. Like, turns me like makes. Yeah, I guess turns me off. Makes me want to throw up. To be honest, is changing uh, diapers of not solid poop. Like that's like she could not be more turned off in that moment. Like there was nothing you could do to me while I'm in that moment that's gonna get me turned on. That is, and that I don't envy off. I don't envy any of that. <laughs> it's worth it though. You'll get through it. Yeah. So yeah, it is though. But it is. It's not. It's not the most pleasant. Mm. But yeah. All, All right. right. So Royce, you're up again. Yeah. So, so what it typically is, it's what's your favorite curse word, but you guys already said that, so we'll skip to the next one. <laughs> our favorite curse word is our favorite word. It would have been funny if you would have been like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep trying to keep the curse into a minimum. That's okay. It's all right. So what, what sound or noise do you love? I'm sorry. Ask that one more time. I know it's, it's not it's on me. me. It's At Royce. All. It's Royce, right? What sound or noise do you love? A baseball mitt hitting a baseball hitting a catch the catcher's mitt or the That's sound of the bat. Good. Like that is mm. that turns me on. <laughs> Brock, how about you? Uh I don't know if I'm gonna upset Royce or not with this one because he may want to retract his answer, but I feel having been a golfer. Oh, I mean my my click. Like when I compress the ball the right way and I hit the right divot in my golf swing, my click sounds different to me mm -hmm. than anybody else's. So that that pure click with a golf swing 
just making contact with the golf ball the right way, the ball flight, everything is exact. I don't know. There's not a better sound yeah. because it's because it is completely the sound to me. I don't know if outside of the golfing world that will make sense, but I could I could do that blindfolded. Or if I was blindfolded, that's what I should say. If I was blindfolded and I made contact the way that I'm talking about, I could tell you exactly where the ball is going to. It's that pure so much so that I can feel exactly where and what I'm doing in my golf game. That sound to me is something It's like a signature. It's something You'd... so unique that that can't be duplicated. Like even in my own thing, like I know, even when I hit a great shot, I'm like, oh, that wasn't quite it. It wasn't quite there. It was almost toot toot, but it might be. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh, I will. Don't worry about it. Say it. Oh, I hell uh, in the golf kidding. world. I toot. I toot mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll leave that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right, so next one is uh, we Brock. You're up. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh God! Why do I want to go with Jim Carrey and Dumber Dumber? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Samson. To be honest, it's weird. Way off. It's weird because it is. It is to me the one sound that like attracts my attention a lot more than a lot of other sounds. But the sound of a car accident, mm. the like mm. the metal. The metal crunch, because like I hear the metal crunch, but my my immediate mentality goes to like the bodies that are inside of those cars. And I'm like, your ankle. Come on. Like my whole stomach turns as soon as I hear it and I can't see it. That's actually why I'm going to go with that is the car crash that you hear, but you can't see. Mm. My stomach turns over that because mm. I don't care if it's a fender bender. It sounds like it's the absolute worst thing that's ever happened to mm. me. It does. So metal crunching in a car accident is just one of the worst. I am. Um, I might sound cheesy, but I immediately just kind of revert into a prayer mentality where I'm like, oh, God, please. Yeah. Like nobody die. Like nobody's no, I, dead. In that, I hope, same. you know. Anytime I see a car crash, I I pray immediately. Like if you're driving on 45 or I 10 or anything like that, and you see a crash, it's just it, it's usually just some similar. Like, Dear Lord, be with those you people. You know, even if it doesn't look that bad, the highways freak you out more because yeah. you know how fast everybody's driving. So I would say the noise that annoys me. That's what is that what it is? What's the question? Noise that you hate. Sound or noise you hate? Oh uh, yeah, or it's, it's, uh, it's the the utensils on a plate like when people like scrape oh my gosh like oh just thinking about it right now it's like not nails on a chalk i just i want to punch you in the face when that happens i'll i get mad at myself when i do it that's how much i, I hate it yeah that's what i was gonna go with how bad is the noise that you oh. hate it so much that when you do it you oh, almost want the to worst like there's no change the subject please yeah there's no accidents. Like, if you do it, you're getting punched in the face. It's just what's got to happen. It's like Rob Riggle and the Catalina wine mixer. He's like, man, Such you a did a great job. I just, I just, I got to punch you. I just want to place one of these right on your mouth. 
Is there uh, anything I can do about that? No, <laughs> no, there's nothing. No. It's your face. <laughs> you know, you know. If I remember correctly, Rob Riggle was a Marine. Yes, Rob he was. Riggle. Did you know that? Rob Riggle is a Marine. Rob, well, was a Marine. Yes, is a Marine. Always yeah, a Marine. Yeah. Come on. Actually, even I know this. My heels, my heels, I had to snap together and salute Mr. I believe Lieutenant Riggle. Mm. Yeah, he was an officer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then, so uh, Royce, back to you. So, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? You uh, can't take off. And then I'm guessing okay, I can't say baseball to, then either. Play. Like, are we just taking go. sports off the table? No, sports is fine, but you can't say golf. And you can say baseball because you're, yeah, you could say baseball if you want to say baseball. Absolutely. I think, you know what, now I'm going to go something really obscure that you just kind of would never really think about. And I want to do the, um, the win. what's the Winter Olympic one? It's like the cross-country skiing, but you got to shoot the gun and everything like that. I want to be, a, I'd be a gold medalist. Like I'm, I'm choosing to be, I would be a gold medalist in that sport. Oh, what is that called? I don't know. Biathlon, yeah. Yeah, it's called the biathlon. Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely be a biathlete for sure. Oh, it's some dude from Norway. <laughs> yeah, that's what you'd want to do. I like that. Yeah, be a biathlete. I, like I would. That, yeah, definitely. Dude, I'm not even gonna lie. Like when <laughs> when the Winter Olympics were on this this recent time, like that that was one of the things that I was having. I I actually was kind of irked at how many argumentative conversations I had to have with people like, no, this is like, this is a cool sport. Like, and they're like, some, if they're skiing, skiing and they're shooting, I'm like, you ever try to really do that? Before? And they're like, okay, I tried to shoot with no skis on my feet and trust like me, mall walking and skis, you know, but like, yeah, no, it's, they're not mall walking in skis, bud. I'm sorry. You ever looked that up? You ever looked up cross country skiing? That's I mean, nasty. mall walking is an Olympic sport too. You seen them people? It is what they do. What they the fact that they can actually here's what I'm amazed at because everybody's like, oh, the shooting, it's easy. I'm like, no, it's not easy. Especially you, not you after you just been hiking. a marathon and then hold a rifle steady and shoot a and shoot a like it. What they do is incredible. So yeah. the fact that you want to do that, that's awesome. I really I do think because I, I, if you shot a gun once, sport. if you shot a rifle once, you understand how hard it is to, to get your breath lined up with, like when you want to squeeze the trigger. I love that you said that. It's 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 really difficult, and you're talking about just like you haven't right. moved at all. You have just been sitting in this box. Exactly. And now your adrenaline is rushing. All right. How about being out of breath from running or whatever a mile and or way more than that? I know it's more than that. But and then trying to get your breath like under control to shoot a target. And they're not close either. Sorry. Now, Brock, your profession outside of roofing. What would you want to do besides what would we want to do besides cut grass and, and well, roof? I mean, I know I'm roofing right now, but I've had I've had quite a few professions. Same. But what Same you as write? you. Yeah, we've all we've all kind of bounced around. Honestly, you know what it is, and it's actually very, very, very specific to me, and it's been since I was a kid. My profession, 
could I go back and re-choose everything? I would go back probably all the way to elementary school, and mm. I would realign me going to that maggot school. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. you went to that maggot and, school. Uh, yeah, all magnet, sorts magnet of school, Sean. Magnet, magnet school, <laughs> with a terrible educational program, and ended up coming back to my home school and having better grades in my home school that was not a magnet program. Anyways, I would realign myself back in that portion. Yeah. And get back into the science and the physics side of everything. And honestly, where I would be at in my profession right now would be somebody that's on press conferences going, look, I know that I'm the person that they've chosen to be the commander of the first Mars mission. So <laughs> we're going to be making up a profession. Right now. <laughs> It's like two years away right now. I know I've been to the moon like 19 times. It's okay. We don't need to talk about all that stuff. That's awesome. But I am, you know, I'm going to be the first guy to step on Mars. That's what but always, yeah, I know what I'm being, I know I'm being like, I know I'm joking and everything right now. But, but for real, ever since I was little, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a scientist. I wanted to be yeah. somebody that figured out the things that nobody else could figure Man. out, you know? And so that's profession wise. Should have said roller coaster I would, designer. I would be an astronaut. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not necessarily an astronaut, but I would be something more along the scientific lines. I'd be something more in the in the physicist realm. I feel than where I'm at right now. Ah oh, man, I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's good. <clears throat> So, so no, I, I do. I, I, I could ask you some more questions about that, but because it, that creative side, right, that intuitive side, that's. Like you said, Brock, you're discovering or doing something. Brock yeah, built a computer cool. by himself when he was 10 years old from yeah. nothing, so, from scratch, built yeah. a computer. And he used that until he graduated high school or college? High school. High school. I got, well, mom and dad got me. Mom and dad or, got me a desktop for college. But yeah, yeah. I used for four years. It was from in 10 years old. It was the last year of junior high. And we all went through, well, several of us that got selected for it from the different junior highs but we went to the royce you went there science spectrum that's what it was called mm. we went to the science spectrum that was right there off uh 284 in lubbock and we got taught how to build computers and after the class was done i built a computer right you know my mom went to me with the classes you know and so she her and my dad sat down and my mom was like no look he really can't do this if we just we just get this stuff for him. He really can do this. And so they got me the equipment and I sat down in my room after all the equipment came in and probably within about hour and 45 minutes or so, I had everything put together and fired it up. And that was my computer after <laughs> junior high through the rest of high school. And then so when awesome. I, and it was a desktop computer. Yeah, awesome. So then when I graduated high school, they got me a laptop. And sent me off to South Plains College. South Plains. Ah, they had so, so, so honestly, it's not that far off a of center in terms of you wanting that. I mean, it's not like it's. No, yeah, it really it isn't. Like no. It's good stuff. Yeah. When he, yeah. Whenever he said that profession, I was like, yeah, hammer, nail, what's up? <laughs> so, so, the, so the other side of this. So, so Brock, we'll go with you. What profession would you not like to do? <laughs> 
I feel like I want to answer this in like kind of a comedic way. And be Brock, like do you not remember the weird news we just had? <laughs> probably like, I don't, it was not that many episodes ago. About... I don't remember. I read it, Roy. Seriously, I read you a story. <laughs> excited. No, hold on. I read you a story. Excited. Dude, this story is great. Only to find out that literally I had already talked about it on an episode <laughs> earlier. Yes. So yes. Uh, maybe relax. Right, go go then answer your non working. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, if this isn't if this isn't an advertisement for your show, I don't know what it is because this is this is this is what makes y'all show work. But <laughs> do I not want to be? I don't want to be the host of a podcast that I just have to argue with somebody all the time. <laughs> but I don't want to be. There you go. I agree. That seems like a good job. That's not true. No, honestly, you want to know what job literally scares the ever loving pee out of my you know. Um, your pee hole? Uterine lining. I don't know if that's the right medical term. <laughs> Wait. What it is. Yeah, no, just go on. I'm not, I, we're not going there. Go. Know, answer the right? question. I know. No, being president. Being president actually scares the pee pee out of me. Yeah. I, I don't ever. I don't. Because here's the deal is because it doesn't matter. Even if you are somebody that sticks to your laurels, sticks to your guns, you are somebody that is going to try to do your absolute best to be a good person for the world, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. The influence of the rest of the world on that position, you're Satan when you leave. Name me name me a president. Yeah, we all have a few in our opinion that we like because of our biases and our opinions and our side of the right and left argument that we like to do. But name me a president right now that has left office and not been demonized by somebody. You're you you are Satan Silence. to somebody, and I don't ever want to have to have that job. Yeah, I no. just yeah. I just don't. Yeah, no, I agree. As, I agree. As, 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 so, so before I answer the question, Brock, you'll remember this when I talk about it. There was a blockage in the sewage, and I think it was overseas. Fatberg. Was, yeah, what was it called? It's called a fatberg. A fatberg. And yeah, you don't want to be the guy that has to go cut up the fatberg. I do not want to be that guy. It was how many football fields long? Uh, well, almost three. 200 and... It was three 200 football fields long. And it's, like the, and it's like the Teenage Mutant... Inside of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle tunnels. Like that big around, Sean. And three hmm. football fields long of... of it's fat. Fecal matter, it's not a, really. uh, grease, like, condoms, it's not a like feminine product, yeah, like all tunnel sewage uh, system. It's like a complete open underground, yeah, sewage Ugh. system where it's like they have actually built the underground walkways and the underground uh, troughs and the way that the water flows and everything yeah, like that. And and this thing, this thing, yeah, Fatberg, London. That's what it's Ugh. called. <laughs> At Berg, London. Oh, God, it's gross. Oh, that thing um, is nasty. I don't want to do that. But it basically, that's what it is, what Royce was talking about. It's essentially diapers and condoms and napkins and plastic and all of these things that have kind of clumped together. Like, imagine the the scenes you have seen from commercials about, like, 
artery clogging. Ugh. That's essentially what it looks like. All these things kind of like one of them gets a blockage and then something else hangs on to it. And then the next thing, and then the next thing, and then it's all of a sudden built up. Um, Okay. Royce, I don't have the length, but you're going to enjoy this. It's 130 tons. Oh, 130 tons. A ton is 2000 pounds. That means it is. If I'm my math is a lot of pounds, 60,000 pounds. Yeah. 260,000 pounds of just poo, not crap. I was going to say crap, but not crap. There's some poop in there. Stuff, stuff stopping the crap. The crap is supposed to be able to flow freely. Well, then that means that there's definitely poop in there. If it's stopping the poop from flowing, then the poop is in there. Your bacon, stop pouring your bacon fat down the drain that was not something your mom lied about that was not a myth like sitting too close to the television stop pouring your bacon fat down the drain that acts as the adhesive is next question (laughs) you know it reminded me you're you're talking about that stuff when we were uh i think i think i think brian corny already left i went on a mission trip to guatemala last year and we went to a uh a dump and it was in all the diapers and there was so much stuff that there was actually steam, like steam coming off, like from the, and it was hot and the heat oh. coming off of that stuff is also the other thing to think about when you're in the middle of it. It's, it's organic. So it's all reacting unto itself. Oh. <laughs> Not only would you have, so 260,000 pounds of that, you got, it's a lot of stuff going on down there. <laughs> a, lot of, of, a lot of pressure. Yeah. 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 Disgusting. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I think good answer. All right. So the next one is uh, next one is what is your faith or spiritual belief, Brock? Um. There's no right or wrong. I was to say. I mean, what is the correct answer here? Christian? There, like I Jesus believe, and God is not. I the believe right Jesus is, Christ is my Lord and Savior. I believe He came down to this planet, to this earth, to this flat earth, to this snow globe, whatever you choose to believe that we believe in, I still believe that my Jesus came down from the heavens and came down here and he died on the cross to save my sins. For what purpose, other than what I've been told, I have no idea. For now, what it seems to me to mean is be a good person. My faith tells me be a good person. If I have to put a label on it because of the rest of society, then it says Christianity. But my faith tells me, be a good person. And the only way you're ever going to know that is something you said actually earlier, Sean, in in the episode that had nothing to do with this. But you were talking about that guy that you reached out to. You said it was sitting on my heart that I needed to reach out to this guy. Mm. Follow what is sitting on your heart. Be a good person. What's sitting on your heart is what tells you how to be a good person i don't if i have to put a label on it obviously it's it's christianity i just feel that within the circles of of where i grew up at but my faith be like the person who came down here to save me there you go you don't have to be like you don't have to be like him attempt to be like the person who came down here to save me that's it yeah um Royce, yeah. yeah. If you labeled me, it definitely it would be Christian. Um, and I mean, yeah, I just kind of piggyback on that. Just, just be. I, 
I had a football coach who told me, and he wasn't even my coach. I coached with him, and he said, wherever you – he always preached to our guys to – if you're walking outside from one class to another, just pick up one piece of trash, a.k.a. leave the leave where you are better than where – like, than, than, like leave it better than, than what you when it was when you got there. And, and that's that's just how life is. Like, if the world is in tatters, then do something a little bit each day to make it not so much in tatters. And the way I think about religion so- is, um, like I I believe in God. I have faith in God, and you get the you get people that i don't understand how you can do that and if in the end i get buried and that's all it is is i just stare at the back of my eyelids for the rest of eternity then i would have zero regrets with how i lived my life because of if you if you ended up finding out after death that that god is not real i would be still very happy that i lived my entire life praising and uh having faith in something that is bigger than me i love you royce that was so i'm sorry sean i know you i know you need to hop in here but i love you no royce. you're good no this so, is good. No. ah that is so perfect that is you, so Thanks, perfect in the way that you said that i don't care to be completely honest my my answer to your question sean i'm going to change my answer my question <laughs> my answer is i don't care if it's right, if it's wrong, if it's indifferent, I don't care. I am yeah. living my life in the way that I'm living my life. And at the end of my life, if it ended up being for nothing, I lived my life this way. Yeah. While other people chose to live their lives in the way that they live their lives. I feel like I come out on top, even if all we are is warm food. Yeah. <clears throat> Amen. All right. So the next one, Royce, what faith other than your own has had the greatest impact on you? Good or bad? Um, <laughs> probably the Jewish, and, and and only because of Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me! You're killing me. <laughs> I'm dead serious. So I was gonna say Muslim, but uh. Um, cause I did have a friend, he was, we were best friends for a while when we were, when we were younger and, uh, they were Muslim and just remember him fasting and everything from like sixth, seventh grade and on, like he would, they would, and, and what they did. But yeah, I would say Jerry Seinfeld, uh, really helped out my, uh, comedian side. Like the the quick witty side, actually, I would say that 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 sculpted that of me. All right. Like Like how I treat other people is because of of the Seinfeld show. (laughs) 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 Love it. All right. So, Brock, you what faith other than your own has had the greatest impact on you, good or bad? Um, to be quite clear i didn't have an answer to this question until i left with the marine corps 
because I didn't, I mean, in my opinion, even moving around through the state, I mean, you, you have here in Texas, you know, we know like you have church Christ, you have first Baptist, you have second Baptist, you have Methodist, you have Lutheran, you have Presbyterian.